One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And you guys, Sadie's a sicky poo, so apologies <laughs> for the late so post. Sorry. Thank you for your patience. And it really brings out the big sister in me because all I want to do right now is list off gross things to see if I can oh, get her to puke, God. but I will resist. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it brings out the big sister and just take care of my little babies. No, man, that's torture you. (laughs) Oh, no, I was getting cocky over here that we had a cold recently and it was no big deal. And then I was like, yeah, school year's almost over. Yeah, we're going to be we're just cruise. No, nope, 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 no, no, that's (laughs) not what happened. I'll spare you the details. Yeah, yeah. So everyone send Sadie healthy thoughts. I will not send her vomit thoughts and we will get through this episode. She's feeling well enough to tell us about some true crime and what specifically are you going to tell us about today, Sadie Ray? Well, this is the cannibal killer, David Harker and the gruesome murder of Julie Patterson. Oh God. Cannibal killer. Mm-hmm. I know. Speaking of puking. Ugh. In 1998, 31-year-old Julie Patterson was struggling This started for the mother of four after her own mother died when she was just three years old. She grew up with her dad and older brother, Michael, in Darlington, England, which is a town in northeastern part of the country, not far from the coast. She was described as likable and easy to get along with. She also suffered from depression most of her life. As she got older, she started to self-medicate with alcohol and Valium. All Julie had ever wanted was stability and unconditional love. She would date men throughout her life, but no relationship lasted. By her late 20s, she found herself a single mom of three kids. The alcohol and drug use eventually caught up with her, causing her to lose custody of her children. Oh, man. She caught a small break when she met a man named Alan Taylor, and the two fell in love. Those who knew them said they were good for each other. Alan was known as a loner, but that stopped as soon as he met Julie. He was completely devoted to her and wanted to do all he could to make her happy. And they lived happily ever after. Thank you for the nice story, Sadie. Thank you for this. Goodbye. Great. Thank you. I feel good about that. So when Julie found out she was pregnant for a fourth time, 
she and Alan decided to try for a fresh start. They wanted to move away from Darlington, get sober, and have their baby. It's not clear what happened when they left, but friends would later say that after a few months, Julie and Alan moved back to Darlington without their baby. Julie said that she and Alan had decided to give the baby up for adoption and move back home to be closer to friends and family. Oh, boy. No, poor Julie. This was a real setback for both of them, who just couldn't seem to get ahead. They moved into a flat in Darlington, and Julie's alcoholism only got worse. A friend was interviewed in a documentary I watched, and she said that Julie never really talked about the details of the adoption, but she kind of thought that maybe it was a state decision. Like, they took the baby from her. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it's boy. Just so sad. So sad. So traumatizing. So Alan said it wasn't unusual for Julie to go off on her own for a few days, sometimes even up to a week but she would always come back home. Alan last saw Julie in early April, 1998. When she didn't come home for a few days, he wasn't worried. She had been very sad since they returned home and was missing her baby terribly. (laughs) But then one week passed and then another. By this point, Alan was really concerned. When Julie failed to show up for an appointment to see her oldest daughter, Alan knew something was terribly wrong. Julie had been working hard to have more time with her kids, and he knew she wouldn't miss a chance to see them unless something was very wrong. Alan filed a missing persons report nearly three weeks after he had last seen her. Oh. (laughs) Authorities put out a plea to the public for information that might help them find Julie, and they started searching Darlington right away, hoping to find her alive. One officer and his search dog decided to walk through a more rundown part of town, As they crossed over a small footbridge and walked along a path behind some houses, his dog alerted to something on the other side of a tall privacy fence. Mm. The officer was able to look through a gap in the fence where he saw a bulky garbage bag. He said he reached through the gap and tugged on the bag, which came open. Immediately, a stench filled the air. The woman who lived in the house actually came out while the officers were searching. The officer was searching and she told him not to bother with the bag. She believed there was a dead dog inside. Oh, God. No, don't bother with that. We'll just leave it there. When he opened the bag further, he could tell it was the remains of something once living, but it was so badly decomposed, it was hard to know if it was a dog, as the woman had claimed, or the remains of a person. Oh, boy. I know. And just a quick side note, as I was watching a documentary about this, I'm always kind of caught by the details that British shows in particular, what they choose to share and what they don't. Yeah. They don't give you a lot of the gruesome details and attacks and stuff, which I'm I'm all about. But this, they let this man, the officer, go on and on. And I cannot talk about it because I will puke, but like in gory detail what the remains looked like inside the bag and i was like okay okay we get it we get it (laughs) we We understand that it was really bad (laughs) yeah yeah i've noticed the same thing you could just say something like the decomposed remains were so bad that they didn't know if it was a dog or a person and that's that that's plenty right very clear picture yes yes (laughs) Uh uh-huh He called for backup, and when they arrived, they opened the bag more and could clearly see human shoulder blades on top of the bag. Baby. Tragically, only a torso was inside. These remains would later be confirmed as belonging to Julie Patterson. What a horrible way to go. I know, this poor dear. 
Despite a thorough search of the area, the rest of her body, including the poor woman's head, was nowhere to be found. Mm. As news spread that Julie's remains had been found, police started receiving a surprising amount of tips. It turned out that the person responsible for her murder hadn't been able to stay quiet. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. And this is this story isn't very long because it's just sort of like they wrap it up real fast. (laughs) Yeah. So authorities learned that Julie was last seen with an acquaintance of hers, 24 year old David Harker. As soon as Julie disappeared, Harker started bragging to his friends, telling them that he had killed Julie and, quote, chopped her up. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. He said he dumped her torso in someone's yard and threw the rest of her out with the trash. I, just what kind of company do you keep that all of a sudden your bud is like, hey, guys, guess what I got into last mm-hmm. night? Mm-hmm. Holy. I'm not blaming his friends. I, I'm no, just saying, like, right? I can't imagine... <laughs> A scenario where that would just be the conversation that would come right. up. Right, no. I would hope, no. good God, knock wood, but holy shit. Right? No, I can't, no. And that they feel comfortable saying that to me. I would immediately be like, wow, what does that say about me that my friend mm-hmm. was just Confessing. down to tell me that he chopped up some poor innocent mother? Right, well, and even if he was joking, that's not fucking funny. Not even, you know, that is not a no. joke that you can bring to me that I will laugh at. Oof. So at first, no one took him seriously. Harker was considered to be a good guy who was known to have a strange sense of humor. But when the police announced that Julia had actually been killed, his friends worried that he had been telling the truth. Mm. This was enough for authorities to get a search warrant for Harker's flat. And when they entered his home, they said it was a scene from a horror movie. I bet. The flat was in a terrible state of disrepair and was filthy dirty. Harker had started to write cryptic messages on the walls, quote, I have lost the will to live, nothing more for me to do, and, quote, born again with snake eyes, becoming God size. Oh, man, why Mm -hmm. does this happen to people? What is the darkness that enters you and how does that happen? Ouija boards. I'm pretty sure it's Ouija boards. Holy shit, man. God, that's chilling. So scary. Pools of blood were all over the basement floor and Julie's belongings had been left out in plain view. (laughs) Parker was arrested and charged with Julie Patterson's murder, but he refused to talk to police or tell them where he had dumped the rest of her remains. David Harker grew up in Darlington and started having run-ins with the police at a young age. By the time he was 16, he was sent to a quote, young offenders institution after attacking two men and their dog. 16-year-old wow. attacking two grown men and their dog. Yeah. The men suffered injuries but survived. Sadly, the dog was killed by Harker. His family would later say that Harker had tortured and killed animals when he was a young boy and had always had dark and violent fantasies. As he grew older, he seemed to be doing better, and those who knew him said he was a good friend and was likable. Mm-hmm. His neighbors never had any trouble with him and would even ask him for help when they needed it. He ended up hanging with a group of teens, ranging from 15 to 17 years old, who seemed to hang on his every word. Mm-hmm. So that kind of explains that better was, why. That makes so can, much more sense. Yes. Yeah. He can bring Trying that to information cool. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parker was only in his early 20s, but seemed more mature and worldly to his younger pals. It wasn't uncommon to find Harker on a park bench with his friends sitting below him in a semicircle listening to him talk. 
some bystanders said it looked like he was preaching to his disciples. Uh. Parker would tell them that there was nothing worse than being a victim. If you couldn't stand up and protect yourself, it was your fault. He called himself, quote, devil man, and would also joke with the teens, telling them he would take them down a dark alley and kill them. Mm. Yeah, I, there is, uh, again, in the same documentary, there was a young woman teenager and she was like he was so funny and we would he would get all riled up and we would just egg him on and he would say call him devil man devil man and we would say do it again do it again and just like totally egging this guy on Uh oh man so this like clash of developmental yes oh god so they just think it's kind of creepy and funny and interesting and Mm -hmm. he's slowly descending into absolute madness yes cool wow that's not scary at all i know right and all of these teens like there were multiple teens they interviewed and they were just like yeah we thought he was funny we thought that this was kind of cool we had no idea oh i can i i hung out with those kids too a lot and yeah yeah, so chilling yep everyone at the time laughed it off but after julie was killed harker's words chilled them to the bone harker joined a punk band named downfall He shaved off his hair and got tattoos on his head. One said disorder and another said subhuman. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good head tattoo? Right. He had an easy time picking up women with his good looks and charm. He was very promiscuous and had a hard time staying faithful to his girlfriends. Yeah. One of his girlfriends got pregnant and gave birth to their son, who was four years old at the time of his arrest. And I'm just kind of, it's too bad, man. Truly. Yeah. So Harker was known for telling lies to impress friends and needed to be in constant control. If he wasn't able to be in control, he would throw epic tantrums, especially when he was drunk. It wasn't uncommon for him to get violent and physically fight those around him. He was obsessed with serial killers and had read all the books he could find about them. He also spent his time reading about how to evade police questioning and how to survive prison. Police would learn that Harker and Julie met at a pub a few weeks before she was murdered. The two became friendly and Harker eventually invited Julie to his place one night after drinking together. Once in the privacy of his flat, Harker said that he and Julie started having sex and he noticed her stocking laying nearby. He grabbed them, wrapped them around her neck and then strangled her to death. Once she was dead, he had sex with her corpse, and then he got to work dismembering her body. What a horrible, horrible story. What I know. I'm sorry. I know. What a, everything is horrible. I know. It really is. I know. While doing so, he said he carved a piece of flesh off her thigh, cooked it, and ate it with pasta and cheese. Ugh. He said it took more than two weeks to dismember and dispose of Julie's remains. He kept her in the basement during that time and didn't bother to clean up the horrendous mess he'd left behind. So in February of 1999, Parker pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility and was given a life sentence with no chance of parole for 14 years. Before handing, I know it really, I get it. UK, I get it. But wow. 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 This person is very disturbed. Like this is not normal circumstances. Uh -uh. No, no, no. 14 years. Before handing down the sentence, the judge told Harker, quote, you are an evil and exceptionally dangerous man. Mm. 
I couldn't find many details about Harker's official diagnosis, but one article said that he, quote, was diagnosed as having all of the criteria of a psychopathic killer. Yeah, you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, okay. Wow. Thank you for thank you. stating the obvious. I know that they that's what they do, but yeah, right. that is very, very apparent in this right. case. Very yes. apparent. So this includes his willingness to use extreme violence and weapons, his distorted attitudes toward women and sex, difficulties managing his emotions, not being able to cope with life's everyday problems, mm-hmm. and misuse of drugs and alcohol. Psychiatrist said Harker was in the top 4% of Britain's most disturbed men. Wow. He has been in front of the parole board seven times now, and each time they have denied his parole. Good. Yeah, good. They said that he hasn't shown any willingness to work towards sentence planning or with professional staff and has shown no motivation to undertake offending behavior interventions. He continues to refuse to tell anyone where the rest of Julie's remains are and has even sent her family taunting notes from behind bars. Fuck. Oh, my God. Well, and uh, what a horrible thing for them to have to go through. But that's, I'm sure... Part of the reason he hasn't been able to get out, if mm-hmm. if they're bringing these to the parole board and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. this guy really sucks. He's really not rehabilitated. And in fact, he continues to torment us and torture us in whatever way he can. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Well, in 2020 or 2021, there was a law that was passed in England. It's called Helen's Law that allows parole boards to keep offenders behind bars longer if they don't tell the families where the remains are. And so I know that he was one of the first offenders to be in front of the parole mm-hmm. board after mm-hmm. Helen's law was passed. And mm-hmm. so that helped too, but it just doesn't seem real likely that he will be released or even moved into a different, I forget what they call them, like open prisons or less strict prison where they, he can get out and do stuff. So for now, he's just locked away. Right. The authorities spent weeks searching for the rest of Julie's body and went through more than 20,000 tons of garbage at the Darlington landfill. They were also able to search nearby ponds and rivers, but when they weren't able to find even a small trace of Julie, they had to call off the search. Julie's friends and family were left with little peace. Mm. Her children suffered without their mother, and her boyfriend, Alan, became obsessed with trying to find her remains. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I read, I didn't put the details in here just to protect his privacy, but one of her kids has just been in and out of prison, drug and alcohol use, and just, ugh, (laughs) just has not done well. Yeah, I can't. They were already, I'm sure, struggling. Traumatized. Yeah, yeah. with the with their mother and having the issues that she had. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a lot. It's, yeah. Do you know how old they were when she passed? I think little. I don't yeah. know for sure. Probably not any older than 10 at the most. Yeah, still, that's plenty yeah. to have to worry about your mom constantly yes. and have your worries come true. Yes. Is that's going to leave a upsetting. big old scar. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Alan would spend his days wandering Darlington with a shovel, digging random holes, hoping to find her. Oh, fuck. In 2000, he agreed to be filmed about Julie's case. One scene shows him standing over Julie's grave saying, quote, the nightmares I have in a way I'm like a murderer myself because I have to think how maybe he's done it. Mm. By 2006, Alan had started drinking heavily and was staying at a Salvation Army hostel in Tom Rain Court. On October 21st, 2006, 
Alan Taylor called 999 to report he had just killed a man. When police arrived, Alan told them he had strangled his friend, 45-year-old John Morrison, with his belt. Oh, God, the ripple effect. God. He said he had stopped by John's house around 5.45 a.m. with strong alcohol to share. After a few hours, both were very drunk and started to argue. The argument then turned physical. Before he knew what was happening, Alan started choking John with his hands. He then took off his belt and put that around his neck, pulling it tight until John stopped breathing. Alan had an, quote, extraordinary level of alcohol in his body, five times the legal limit. He would later explain that he had thought about confronting David Harker in prison and forcing him to tell him where Julie's head was. Mm. He had been arrested multiple times in the years before he killed John, like multiple, over 20 times. Holy shit. But never ended up serving time in the same prison as Harker. He hoped this terrible crime might be serious enough to land mm-hmm. him closer to Harker. That is madness. That is that cr- madness. Like he's obsessed. He cannot <sighs> let it go. Buddy. I God. Know. I know. <laughs> I'm like gobsmacked is the only word that comes yes. to mind. Just to, just to use a British term real fast. That I, I I've never in my no. life. No. I've never in my life. Wow. So just like Harker, Allen pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. He was not sent to the same prison as Harker. And three months after his sentencing, Allen Taylor hung himself in prison. Oh, Allen. What the fuck? God. It seems world. I know. I know. It seems like the tragedy of losing Julie and then Allen's terrible actions after were too much for him to handle. Yeah, I bet. Wow. 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 That is some trauma. We know that this, all of this revolves around horrible things happening to people, right? Everything that we talk about is a result of a horrible thing or multiple horrible things happening to people. Yes. (laughs) But that is, I, yeah. So sad. So sad. So fucking tragic. Yeah. When asked about Julie, her dad said there was not a day that went by when he did not think about his daughter, and he regularly visited her grave. Quote, I still feel very angry about what Harker did. He said, I go to church every Sunday, but I'm not the kind of person that can forgive something like that. I don't think about Harker now, though. I just think about Julie. I only hope that he tells us what he did with her remains. Then we can have closure. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Wow. So sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. What a what a perfect illustration of the senselessness, the horribleness, the impact that we can have on each other, and then more people and more people and more people into infinity. Mm-hmm. I that is just just absolutely. I'm speechless. I really am speechless. I. Yeah. That is. That that is a story. That is a horrible, <laughs> horrible story. Yeah, I know it really is. And just the fact that some people don't ever get a break. They never get a break. No, from the get go, they just get thrown into a system of chaos and yes, pain and no misery. support and poverty and drug abuse Oof. and abuse, murder, and murder, and like yeah. trauma and. More trauma. I just don't. I'll never understand it. 
Her poor kids. No, I know. I know. So there you go, everybody. Goodbye. Oh my God. Well, yeah, it's one thing to lose your mother and then to have the only father that you really know. I'm assuming that Alan was their father figure to just go lose his mind completely and become mm-hmm. obsessed and then take someone else's life after the fact. I, yeah, I, no. that is awful, but it, it's important to, to understand just the true impact that these stories have on people's lives like this. Right. Yeah. I don't know how to articulate it cause it's just beyond comprehension, but God, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, that is a lot. Yeah, it really is. Damn it. Do we don't, we have her children spoken as adults or anything along those lines? Not that I could find. I found one article just talking about how her, one of her sons was in and out of prison. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Cause selfishly, I wish, of course we want this, like we have this fantasy where somebody rises above and sometimes they do. There's, there are occasions where the kids of victims are doing okay and they are able to channel all their pain and trauma for good mm. but i just can't imagine living through that i can't no i can't either i would i would just be so angry with the world that i would probably do bad things too i just like yeah i man anyway i have to process that more before <laughs> i can speak on it articulately i'm just gonna yeah. keep saying half sentences but Fuck, man. Thank you for telling that terrible, Mm -hmm. terrible story where no one wins and the darkest shit that you can possibly imagine happens to people. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I'm like, so I'm half dead anyway. So it's like, a. Right. I I know it takes a lot out of a person to put these stories together anyway. But then if you do it with... (laughs) Any, any level of nausea, uh-huh. good luck, mm-hmm. man. That is not a good combination. Mm-mm. That's basically the worst possible combination. No. You definitely gave yourself a stomach flu I with did. this story. I I really did. Yep. Very yeah, much. Absolutely. Well, where do we go from here? Court Name time, here. I guess. I don't, yeah. yeah I... <sighs> I'm still processing. All right, I will move on. But well, I I, like, so the thing that I can't get past, and this is something I will never get past. I bring it up every time and I apologize because I, we don't have an answer, but what is that? What mental illness is that? That he's sitting in an apartment, hanging out with teenagers, sitting in an apartment, writing things on walls. Mm -hmm. Where, Where did that come from? Right. Well, I think is he you know, possessed? The, is he actually right. possessed? It's the only explanation. Well, and it seems like those markers of a serial killer or whatever. I think he, he was torturing and killing animals as a child, yeah. and then beat two men and a dog. Yeah. At sixteen, like I think that sometimes people are born kind of bad. I we just I need a I need that is the the answer that I need most conclusively because everything yeah. else I can make sense of, but. Yeah, does, do you just get, does just one little fold in your brain fold wrong in, mm-hmm. in utero and then the rest is history? Does your brain just make a little dark pocket that all this stems from and, and that's that? But yeah. or, or, or are you possessed by the devil? <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. Or a combination of the two. I oh, don't know. It's so mysterious. It's so upsetting. 
Yeah, because he really charming dude, just sort of all the markers of a, a blossoming serial killer for sure. It's just so spooky to think about him in his own apartment when people aren't around him and just what the thoughts and the action. Ugh. I know. Anyway, let's do some name okay, time. Let's, let's do it. Cleanse let's cleanse the do shit it. out of this palette. I've got a good list this week. So here we go. I know. And I'm usually very quick to laugh, but my my abdominal muscles hurt so bad that I don't know that I can laugh a whole lot. I'm going to I'm gonna big sister you right now oh. and try to make it way worse. Some of these you're not going to be able to help yourself. So okay. All this right. is on our listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll see it hurts. Nope. Here we go. It's name time. Somebody heard on the Red Handed podcast that there is an Italian restaurant in Toronto owned by a family with the last name Lasagna. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, shit. I'm screwed. They said some of the members of the family live in the flats above the restaurant in layers like lasagna. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> lasagna, lasagna. <laughs> Somebody was hanging out with friends and one was pregnant and they asked which names that they were considering. <laughs> and one of the names that came up was Elizabeth, which <laughs> <sighs> I love a name that is slightly off just uh, about anything. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. I, I had a, I made a web series about a billion years ago and we named one of the characters Samuel with an N, <laughs> Samuel. And that's so funny to me. So funny. There's a town near where someone grew up, Pumpkin Hook, New York. No. Why are you hooking pumpkins? Just let what them, are you doing? Just let leave them on the ground. Put them on the stoop. They don't need to be hooked. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> was working in New York City at their last fashion job, and the head of PR was named, or HR was named Ann Villain, which is so appropriate. <laughs> It really is. If the Devil's Wear, Wears Prada names had been Anne Villain, Meryl <laughs> Streep's character. Yeah, yes. perfect. Perfect. Oh, my God. Laura and I keep, we were watching Hulu last night and the new Fast and the Furious commercial kept coming on. And <laughs> the, the, one of the characters' names, oh, my God. I should have written it down, but it, it sounded like Beretta, the last name. His name was like... Damien Bugetti or something. And I was like, God, that is some lazy writing right there. They're like, well, he's a race car driver. Like he's a whatever the fuck they he, these characters are. Right. Look Damien Bugetti. Like just name sounds, the characters like Tokyo Drift. Like, seriously. <laughs> Lamborghini Fastanova. <laughs> Guys. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I think it's the same listener had a friend in New York named Brian Pizza. Oh no, he's related to the lasagna family. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> Terry Terrell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody had a marijuana Pepsi story. Doctor, doctor, marijuana Pepsi story. My hero, other favorite next to Cindy Pancake is Doctor Marijuana Pepsi. If you haven't, if you're starting from the beginning, this is the first time you're hearing the name Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. She is a doctor who got her doctorate or PhD and said, no, I'm Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. I will never change my name. It's the name my mother gave me. And this, this listener's cousin met her at a jewelry store and that I would be so starstruck if I met oh, Dr. Man. Marijuana Pepsi. I can't. Yep. I, yes. 
Yeah. Yes. And she said her mother named her after her two favorite things. And yeah, mine would be Margarita Ramen if I were to. <laughs> mine would be like. faves. What's my, let's see, go fast. No, my brain's dead because I can't think about food. <laughs> Old fashioned Padkey Mal. <laughs> no, wow. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> very lyrical. It's got a very lyrical quality to it. The same listener's sixth grade teacher was Mrs. Hurlbutt. Oh, no. And her maiden name was Brown, so she had hyphenated. Oh, God, I'm going to puke. <laughs> Brown Hurlbutt. Oh. The same listener has a coworker named Richard Little, and when he emails, it's last name first, so it's Little Richard. Mm. It was a Christine Chicken Beard. Oh, no. <laughs> I love when we get DMs or emails and all they are is just the name. name. And that was one of Ch- Christine Chickenbeard. <laughs> Somebody had a dentist as a kid named Dennis Hoofnagel. Oh <laughs> my God. It's like Jane Peel sticker toothacre. Mom's friend from Colorado. Um, somebody had a friend whose last name was Sale and they named their son Cash. Cash so Sale? Cash Sale. Oh. I know. Listen, cash is king. So if you're making a sale as a realtor, I can tell you (laughs) nothing better than cash sale. So wear that name proudly, son. Somebody's doctor when they were a kid was named Christine Broken Leg. Wow. Somebody, you just, you're born and you follow your destiny and you fulfill your destiny. And I'm proud of you, Christine Broken Leg. There's Dr. B.G. There is a couple named Honey Jackson and Michael Jackson. They've been married 50 years this year. Oh, congratulations. And last but not least, anesthesiologist, Dr. Sleeper. Speaking of fulfilling your (laughs) destiny. God, you guys just do it every time. You do it every time. Never gets, never gets not good. (laughs) You never do it wrong. No, never do it wrong. Oi, oi, oi. Well, Sadie needs to lay down. She yeah. did it. You did it. I did it. We all did it. Very good job doing it. Thank Thanks. you for that truly gruesome and fucking mind-bogglingly awful story with the one-two punch of two murders thanks to one murder. Yeah. Oof. And also the the family of the... Oh, God. Yeah, I can't. I'm going to start spiraling. So we should yeah, go. Don't do it. Let's get yeah. out of here. We'll do some... We'll do extra shout outs next time. Yeah, guys. we'll do so extra... Sorry. Yeah. And if you, in the meantime, if you want to sign up for our Patreon it, for as little as $5 a month, you get an extra episode every single week. Every and week. all of the episodes are ad free. You also get goodies we send out every quarter ish. Yes. You can also spend more time with us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok or YouTube at They Will Kill. You can find us on those things. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. You sure can. We have a new TikTok channel. channel. Is that what they're called? Yeah, Pages. sure. Yeah. Which I really, I've done two whole videos and I've enjoyed them both very much. It's more laid back. I clean my bathroom with you guys. Yeah. And Courtney takes you thrifting. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Yeah. I'm going to do a series called... In affordable things that have made my life significantly better. I haven't had time to do this series yet, but yeah. I'm a hedonistic motherfucker. I'm also a deal finder and treasure hunter. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to highlight some of the things that I've brought into my own life that have made it 
made me feel rich and mm-hmm. without being rich, basically. Yes. So, so come and hang out with us. Too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, AJ Bergantz, for your music. Thank you so much. And remember... Oh, wait, rate, review, subscribe. You know it. You know how to do it. Yes. You do please, it. Please do it if you have the time and the inclination. Please, please give us a rating, a reviewing, and a subscribing. Yes. It seems like more and more people are listening on Spotify, which I hope yes. is the case. because do it. It's better. It's just a way better platform. But you can't review over there, but you can rate. Yep. And reviews should be go away. They're just yeah, it's so, so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Let me tell you my personal opinion on yeah. things that may or may not relate to you. Yeah. And remember, and remember to be 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 proud of yourself. Be yeah. Yeah, just. I'll take a note from Doctor Marijuana Pepsi and just yeah. Be yourself. Be your most truest, most authentic self. And I was thinking about this today. This is a thing that keeps coming up. If you put yourself out there, you will get what you need, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Sometimes you get things that are not the healthiest, but you will get them, and you can choose to keep them and keep them moving or set those things aside and keep going until you get the things that you deserve. But it really is true. If you put mm-hmm. yourself out there, if you believe in yourself, I saw a great TikTok and this woman was like, the only difference between you and all the people who have like shows and movies on Netflix is that they asked, they just kept going. They just did it. They believed in themselves. They kept talking to people and asking for things and it's fucking, it's absolutely true because mm-hmm. how many times do you watch something and you're like, wow, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Almost never. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yep. don't hold yourself back. No. Put yourself out there. You deserve everything that those mediocre people have gotten and more. <laughs> That's so you true. It's our, okay to be mediocre. Own. Yes. It's okay. Because yep. one person's mediocre is another person's absolute fucking treasure. So yep. put your mediocre ass out there or your fabulous ass or your terrible ass out there. You deserve it too. Yes. Do it. Totally. Look at us. Look at us and our terrible asses just going for it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Mediocre at best, terrible at at most realistic. Yes. Most consistently (laughs) terrible. We love you very much. We love you so much. Thank you again for your patience. Thank you. We'll We'll see you really soon. See you really soon. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.